0: This is Getting Past Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel.
1: This is DK Lee.
0: And welcome to the fourth and final week of our Christmas series. A Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. And I hope everybody has a great New Year's. We're wrapping it up on a high note. For me anyway. This is arguably my favorite movie of like all time. Of any film ever in existence that I have seen. I think
1: the uh, the Christmas theme in this movie... Hey, really you got some
0: cold passes. Debate. I can have my passes. I don't know, but this one was a little scarce. I was really searching for it. There was snow. I found it. But I'm there just was there. a Christmas tree. <laughs> there was Christmas. I think this qualifies for sure. This hit all the marks <laughs> for sure. I was so... Out for the. <laughs> and they had New Year's for good measure.
1: The movie is like... Two hours and forty minutes long. And I was looking
0: for it for like two
1: hours <laughs> and I, I finally found it and I was like, okay, I okay, now I see why he picked this.
0: Like I said before, some Christmas movies are Christmas movies not just not because they're like always in Christmas, but they just have that vibe to Christmas. And they just kind of like when it comes to this time of the year. I got to watch these kinds of, like, a certain movie. And this is definitely one of them. I, I was listening to, I don't know if there's something on, like, a podcast or something on YouTube. But um, somebody kind of mentioned the same thing. They're like, yeah, it's like a Christmas movie in the same way that Harry Potter is kind of considered a Christmas movie. Christmas, like, it is, because
1: the... there's actually Christmas in the movie. Same here,
0: but it's not but, like... like... it's
1: a lot more festive, though, in Harry Potter. Whatever. This is kind of like a throwaway scene.
0: No, no, no. It was a good scene, though, but I'm just saying. It was a very key scene in the movie.
1: Well, there is a payoff for that scene, so.
0: Yes, yes. But here's my question to you, though, because I I come back around to, like, as we were doing. By the way, we're going to be coming up on our two-year anniversary for this this, uh, channel, so thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, Lee. Yes. Pretty crazy. And every time I, like, I've been wanting to do this movie since, like, the beginning, but I'm like, what? theme or category would I fit this in? Like, what other category would you think? Like, maybe comedy, movie. but it's not, like, a hardcore comedy. I
1: would say more like Slice of Life. Kind of. Yeah, or just more of a biopic maybe, in one sense.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it definitely has the the structure of a biopic. It's definitely about him through and through. But it's it curves, like, enough balls that, like, it it, like, uh, compartmentalizes into, like, different categories. And mm-hmm. it never, like, fits into one clear box.
1: I mean, it kind of reminds me of almost uh, Forrest Gump in one sense. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Right? Yeah. Where it's this one guy who kind of does all these weird things. And mm-hmm. people happen to meet him. And they have a certain un- understanding of who he is. And they affect their lives in certain ways. He affects their lives in certain yeah. ways. and There's and, an impact. Uh, the impact effect. there, yeah. So.
0: But hella Japanese version. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a
1: Japanese version. Yeah, it's like a super sure.
0: dumbed-down Japanese version yeah. of kind of like what a 40s company You know through. one
1: thing I was thinking as I was watching the movie? The, the uh, Yokomichi Yonosuke's character? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, I feel like if this guy played Spike Spiegel in Cowboy <laughs> Bebop, I, right? I kind of thought the same thing for him. It might be... Like, he might have done, like, pretty well. Like... His his mannerism his hairstyle, first of all, right? It was just right. like okay, he has the he has what it looks yeah. the what it takes like in terms of looks. He's like tall enough. He's tall like, enough, he's, he's like, lanky. Yes. He has that like he can do that like uh, the posturing and right, the right. and the movements I feel like he could do pretty well. Yeah. And uh I don't know about his acting in term in terms of like I don't know what Kevin like, Korda is really good. Yeah, I haven't he's watched really his again. other stuff, so I don't know the range of his acting, but mm. I feel like he he has the charisma as well to do it. So right. I was like, man, they should just cast this dude.
0: <laughs> Kango Koda for Spike Spiegel. I'm all for it. But uh, yeah, this is like, you know, even to his role in this movie, I was like, it's such a nuanced character. It's so specific. Like, it's such a, like, just Yonosuke Yokomichi, you know? It just mm-hmm. seems like such a a weird character and, like, just the mannerisms and how much, like, awkward he is. But he walks such a fine line of, like, a, a theme of this movie is that he's just an ordinary guy. Yeah. He's, like, too ordinary to being that's why he stands out. And just to achieve that is, like, super nuanced. It's, like, really, really nuanced. So I think he did a great job. And, like, he's really just the pinnacle why this movie works because the way that he has this character down just carries over through and through. I think, yeah, there's a fine
1: line between like almost slapstick comedy mm. and like just kind of acting like a, a certain person, yeah. like like that character, just a person. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like it could have gone like bad if it really just went that slapstick comedy route. Right. Where the character is just kind of like a comedic person the whole time. Right. Um, because like the way that he acts is almost, um, I don't know what the r- right word is, but mm. he is very like, not tip. I don't know. They say he is like an ordinary dude. Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of like a little slow, awkward and, right. and, you know, slow and a little like unassuming and stuff like that. So right. he he's not like, he doesn't seem like the most like, wi- like quick witted guy right Mm. and i guess that's what what they're kind of going at when they're saying ordinary like he just doesn't have anything really like particularly going for him and that's what he's saying but he almost is like even more than like less than ordinary in terms of like Mm. he's like a lot more like
0: like his responses to certain like people and situations he's very awkward right
1: so i wouldn't call that like necessarily ordinary in my like definition of that word (laughs) Sure. Right. But uh I do get where they're coming from, right? Yeah in, yeah. in terms of in terms of that. Maybe it's the translation thing where like they're using the Maybe. word ordinary and you know? uh
0: it's you know, it's funny because I mean I've seen this movie a few times and like I know his character and like know sort of like the awkward like you kinda get it down. But particularly when I watched this one, I was kind of looking out and he seemed a lot more normal a lot more times than I thought. As mm-hmm. far as just like the way he holds up conversations with people and, like, even sometimes how he reacts. Like, for instance, when he's talking to... Um, when he first meets uh, uh from university, and it's really... Kuromochi is the weird guy yeah, at yeah. first because he's he meets and he's like, oh, I just had a dream and I had just got a boner. Yeah. And it's Yonosuke who's who he's reacting. Kind of, yeah. He reacts like how anybody else yeah. would have react in that situation. But... And it's just funny to kind of, like, realize like oh he's kind of the normal one here and that kind of it varies from
1: scene to scene right right that's the thing because like for that scene like you said he definitely feels like the normal one but like for the scene when they're kissing in the in the snow it's like that doesn't seem like normal though right like it's it's kind of like like... they're both awkward and they're both very weird um, obviously the girl's also not normal either <laughs> i wouldn't say she's a normal girl either but um, they
0: share you know what it is they both share like like being inexperienced with life like innocence right yeah a sense yeah, of innocence yeah, yeah, they both
1: yeah. have that so maybe that's why it's more like normal but right. but you know like any like typically when we think about a normal person that's not what we think about right, when, exactly. when we think about a normal relationship or a person in a relationship. So that's why I was kind of like yeah. confused—not really confused, but wondering about the use right. of the word "normal" uh, ordinary in that ter- in that sense. But
0: I guess it's just the fact that he doesn't do or possess anything special, right? Particularly, that, yeah. And then that just he just that's ordinary. But
1: yeah, like for example, when he talks to uh, Kuro. What is the name? Kuromochi. Kuromochi, yeah. Kuromochi, in the, uh, I think, I think he's like um, cleaning the uh, bathhouse, Mm -hmm. and he tells him that he's uh, his uh, girlfriend's pregnant, right? Yeah. And uh, Yonosuke starts giving him advice about like what to do. Like that's normal, right? Like that's the norm. Like that. That that is like.
0: I was like, he's strangely (laughs) mature. (laughs) Right. He's strangely mature
1: and understanding of a situation and how to handle a situation, right? And that comes from Yonosuke, so... And that's sincere. Like, there are moments where he really feels just like a normal dude. Yeah. Um, but there's also moments where he's kind of, like, awkward. awkward. But I guess, <laughs> I guess that is human beings, though, right? Like, yeah. He, he has a, never, it's like a personality. About right, him, right. Yeah. You're never, you know, the same in every circumstance or situations. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're more awkward in one situation than another situation. Right. But, yeah, like you said, maybe it's more of, like, he doesn't... Possess anything special or like outstanding right in the sense that like maybe like you would think oh he's is he like really extra smart no not really yeah is he like really athletic like extra a- athletic? not really not like really. so i guess in that sense yeah yeah
0: he's just kind of ordinary, <laughs> ordinary. I don't know.
1: He, he's not even a good photographer <laughs> he had the lens cap on when he tried to
0: take a picture yeah <laughs> what a guy what a guy.
1: But yeah, I guess that's the charm of him, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that is like the point, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, so a little about this movie. Uh, so for me, when I first saw this movie, um, you know, I can't specifically remember when. It's probably about like five years ago, I think. There was a time when I was grinding like Asian films.
1: This is 2013, right? This movie?
0: When this movie came out, yeah. I probably saw it like
1: 2016.
0: Mm. Um. And so, yeah, I just kind of instantly fell in love with this movie when I saw it, and I just kind of keep coming back to it. And it and you
1: watched it during Christmas time? I do. No, you did? Oh, I did. When, when you first watched it?
0: I don't remember, like, specifically when. Okay. I don't remember, like, I know like, the year, but mm-hmm. not when I came across it. Um, But ever since, like, I kind of attach it to Christmas. I see. Now. So. And it fits the same mode of, like, when I watch... Perks of Being a Wallflower and sort of, like, all those films. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on a ramp with these again. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so that's kind of why I picked it. It kind of has all sort of, like, the general Christmas themes. And I really wanted to watch it this year. So I threw it in here. But this movie was, came out 2013. It's directed by Shuichi Okita. I have seen two other of Okita's films. Um... One is The Woodsman in the Rain, and the other one is The Mohican Comes Home. I would recommend both, actually. They're pretty They're pretty good. Nothing like this, but they're pretty decent in their own right. This movie is actually based on a book that was published in 2009 under the same name, Yokomichi Yunosuke, and the author is uh, Shuichi Yoshida. Isn't that funny? The author and the filmmaker's first name is Shuichi. Um... So they're pretty close in similarity between the book and the film. Mm-hmm. So the so the book is actually in the span of a year um, for Yonosuke's life, for when he transfers to university to be a student, and then it shares like time skipping to the present day to eventually unravel like his fate of dying. Um, and so I think it was pretty pretty close adaptation, but I guess like pick and choosing kind of where in the year obviously it'd be pretty long right it's already long it is it's is pretty long uh but Yoshida's inspiration for writing the novel was based off an actual event that happened which was the train incident hmm. so in January of 2001 there was a train incident in Shin Okubo station um I think it was like so a man was drinking on the platform and he fell in the tracks and then two men went to go save him One was a South Korean exchange student and the other was an older photographer. Yeah. But all three of them ended up dying from an oncoming train. And so obviously there's a clear connection to that, to the story. as It's pretty much like one for one. I think it like made big media coverage in Japan at the time. And uh, Yoshida was just like, you know, kind of inspired like a lot of self-examination between the people, like cherishing your time and your family and stuff like that. Um, But a little through line with Yoshida is he wrote another book called Rage. If you remember, didn't we do that movie? Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, I think he's a good author. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and the screenplay was adapted by Shido Maida, Just to throw in some credits. But what this movie was about, I'll try to keep it as concise as I can. It's kind of lackluster. But basically there's this guy... Komichi Yunosuke, who is from Nagasaki. He moves to Tokyo to attend university. And basically, he moves into a whole new apartment and he has two peculiar neighbors one that they think he's dead because he never leaves or opens a door, and another one who is just kind of mixed in personality. She's like an older lady, and it's like they have weird confrontations whenever we see her. Mm. In university, he meets uh, two classmates that he befriends, Kurumachi um, and uh, Aksu Yui. Kurumachi's um, kind of a weird guy. Uh, he's kind of like headstrong, and he speaks his mind, and he gets a little too excited in some situations. And is uh, kind of like your average girl, I would per se. And uh, at the club meeting, they all meet each other, all three, and there's a lasting impression between Akutsu and Kuramuchi. And it doesn't really go well at first, but later on, it's revealed that... So basically, they all go into the Samba Club eventually. And like at the Samba camp or whatever, like this getaway, uh, Kuramuchi tells Yorosuke that he slept with Akutsu. And that, I don't know, maybe that they're together, but it's this big thing. Uh, Further down um Yonosuke meets he has like another friend from hometown who goes to Tokyo and he visits like his uncle and basically his old friend Ozawa kind of introduces him to a this older lady who's like a gold digger as we kind of said yeah Chiharu she's very like the modern pretty mysterious kind of woman and Yonosuke is like encaptured by her and he does her a favor and kind of wants to get closer to her, and so he takes his womanly problems to this guy that he knows in his university that he mistakenly that he knows, and that is uh, Kato. And they kind of befriend each other, and he asks him to take driving lessons. And in the driving school, they end up going on a double date. And um, in his double date, Inosuke meets Shoko, who's kind of like the friend of a friend of the double date, essentially. And they kind of hit it off, but you know Ske is like preoccupied with Chihuru while that's kind of going on. And um, as kind of the events go on, basically you find out that going back to Kuromochi ends up getting Aksu pregnant. And skipping forward into time, into the present day, you find out that they're eventually married and that they have the daughter and that they kind of reminisce about komichi being the one that introduced them together. Um, and then back into the 80s, um, you'll find out that Chiharu ends up... They kind of like meet here and there, but with the forward in time with Chiharu, she ends up being like a radio host. And she gives a news report that in 2008, which is I think was like eight years after the events that happens... Um, he eventually dies in, like, a train incident, uh, particularly. And then going back to the 80s, like, the relationship between Yonosuke and Shoko kind of develop in a weird way. Like, Shoko's, like, super... I would would say, like, aggressive as far as, like, progressing the relationship while Yonosuke kind of wants to be friends at first. Like, she invites him over to his house to go to the pool, and then she invites herself to visit his hometown... And then she meets like his parents. She meets all of like his friends from high school in his hometown, and even his ex girlfriend. Yeah. And then after they come back, there's like a little bit of a gap where they meet, and then they finally meet again. And then Yoniska ends up meeting her parents, and then that's when he kind of decides to get serious about her. And sort of the rest of the movie, after you find out that he eventually dies, sort of like in the future, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, doubles down on the romance basically, Man. and the movie kind of ends with. Shoko's uh, present day, kind of like reflecting on the time that they spent together. Yeah. And then also with, you uh, know, like ends up taking like photography and they just kind of reminisce about their relationship before Shoko goes off to study in France. Mm-hmm. I think. So it kind of ends on a, a sweet note. Bittersweet. Bittersweet knowing. And we'll get to that. I think uh, it's definitely, it's probably the point that really made this movie special that I really loved was like the choice of revealing that he dies at the midpoint of the film. Cause it happens like in an hour 40 Yeah, and you basically have a whole hour. Now
1: I think, th- I think one of the key thing that you forgot to mention was that, mm. um, When the radio host starts talking about the incident, Mm. she tells them that it it was two guys, one exchange student, Korean exchange student, and one photographer. photographer. Yeah. And that's how you know that the photographer is actually Yonosuke. Yonosuke.
0: After he takes up photography at the very end. Right. Yeah,
1: So you can make that connection later on. Oh, like he's taking photography and he actually became the photographer. Right. And like you understand that he was trying to save that that man or or i think it was a woman in this instance yeah i think so but uh that woman from you know from the train but then he you know tragically died
0: tragically passes away yeah and what was it is like it gives that reveal and then it goes off into like the present where he's like performing like a samba concert essentially and so you have no idea and then like it progresses with like shoko's and you know this case romance for a while and it isn't until the flash forward of Shoko when she ba- she basically goes out and travels the world, kind of. Yeah. And she comes back from, like... Africa or something. From Africa or something, from her time away. She comes back home. And then she receives something in the mail from Yunosuke's mother that is, like, all these uh, photographs of stuff. And it's, like, no context because you have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know it's from Yunosuke. So, like, at that point, is like, you can kind of make the connection. And then right. it's, like, really explained right after that scene well
1: yeah after that scene you explain how he got the origin story the of origin of the, story of the, the photographer photo. <laughs> how he became a photographer
0: <laughs> exactly yeah yeah because right after that it goes into the uh, the neighbor the photographing neighbor mm-hmm. which is weird too yeah. <laughs> but yeah so what, what what are kind of your thoughts with this movie i'm interested how did you like um, it going, watching it
1: actually now that you mentioned you mentioned the um rage the movie that we watched mm-hmm. there's a s- slight similarity i think in terms of how the story um is chained together let's say sure um not exactly but i think i think in terms of like how the story structure where it's like stylistically the the, the reveals true. and and the things okay. that we know and we don't know and how things come together mm. is kind of similar you not not exactly but it's just kind of because you talked yeah, to yeah. me about the author the same author so I think the two stories might have a little bit of that in common. Mm -hmm. Um, But getting back to uh, Yonosuke, I think it was really well done in terms of how they managed to walk the line between giving you information and not giving you information. Yeah, And I think that was a key for this movie, um, especially, um, in making it interesting. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. in the hour 40 uh, minute mark, you're like you know that basically yonosuke dies yeah but you don't really know exactly how or like why it happened and what's going on there so you are more invested in figuring that out right and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out you know who yonosuke was and what brought him to that moment yeah um but actually it's funny because they kind of put a twist on that as well because you never really know right you never really get to that point of like moment that that he he actually dies right right? right. you never see that moment and we kind of expect that moment to be seen because Mm. at that moment when you know the host talks about it you're like oh no i guess that's yonosuke i guess we're gonna see that later right that that might be the end like how you end it but the interesting twist here is that you never really even see that right Mm. and what you do see though is how he is portrayed or how he is perceived by all these different people and especially by uh uh, Shoko, yeah. <laughs> Keep forgetting your name, damn. <laughs> and and how she remo- remembers him and what kind of person he was. Yeah. And I think the last last like gift that he gives to her um, is really uh, a culmination of who he is as mm-hmm. a person. Um, that he like keeps his promises and like that he's able to um, kind of have that pure innocence and like just. Yeah straightforwardness in in doing the things that he says he will do right like he he promised to her that she's going to be the first one to see the first roll that he ever shot of you know photos so mm-hmm. in that sense like it really um was a satisfying ending even though we don't get to see yeah. that like you know him passing away there's not even like a a funeral or anything like that and i think that was really good too because it's more of a you know we're we're remembering the good things about who he was and the happy happy things that he brought mm-hmm. the impact that he had on other people the good impact that he had on other people and i think that really um translates well um with the way that the film um progresses yeah
0: yeah i mean you pretty much kind of explained why what i think Really is the main pin about this movie. What I think it does so well, and what, like, kind of the portrait that it is, is that it what it does great is just like nostalgia, essentially, just like giving off the feeling of remembering and like reminiscing about someone or like an event or at a time. Like, when I kind of reevaluated watching this movie this time, I kind of like really figured out, like, oh, This movie just does that so well, like just the feeling of, you know, remembering the good times or remembering somebody like, you know, somebody that maybe that has passed in your life or something like all these because, like, you know, memories kind of work in a funny way that it's in puzzles almost, Mm -hmm. right? Like you get snapshots of like scenes or like of moments with the person. Yeah. And this movie is basically just a culmination of different snapshots of different events with different people that has been in Yonosuke's life and has made an impact and just like brings it out into like one mass, like one giant picture essentially. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh man, like it, everything works to support that. And like, ultimately like it does it super well, like nails yeah. it on the head, you know, And so like, like even to the end, like, you know, it's just all about like the final monologue between her mom, which was the letter that she wrote with right. to uh, Shoko in the present was just, like, you know, like, he passed three months at the time of, like, that, but, like, remembering, like, who he was and what his lasting impression is when people Mm -hmm. think about him, and which is, like, everybody laughs or smiles when they think about him, even though he's passed away, Um, which is, like, speaks to his character, per se. I thought that was super neat. for sure. I think, like, one thing that I picked up that I realized that was particularly Shoko. So, like, once you find out that he dies like you said, it you're kind of expecting maybe to kind of culminate to that point. Right. Like, or
1: even even like figuring out what happened with their relationship, right? Right. Because right. you never get that at the end. It, either, yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. You know that they're like separated, but yeah. like why? Yeah. But um but yeah, the fact that like you find out that he dies and then like the rest of the movie just doubles down on their romance. It's, like, so significant because, like, Shoko is probably the most important figure to... Or, like, Yunosuke is the most important figure to her. Like, they like, have, like, the closest relationship. Mm-hmm. And so to, like, spend so much time after that and like, just them two alone, like, really speaks to, like, the importance of, like, that one person out of mm-hmm. everybody else that he's met. Yeah, And then even going up into the end, once we skip forward to see Shoko, like, even when she's remembering um, Yunosuke... Like, even she, like, smiles and kind of, like, grins yeah. at the memories. And there was, like, a line earlier when, so, you know, Ske's grandmother passes away. and He has to go back home suddenly. Yeah. And he's talking with his ex-girlfriend, uh, Sakura. Yeah. And they're, like, talking. He's, like, I wonder what people would think about me when, you know, I kind of pass. Yeah. And she's, like, oh, I think people would, like, laugh when they think about you. Yeah. And he's, like, what is that supposed to mean? She's, like, it's just kind of a, a feeling that I get kind mm-hmm. of who you are. Yeah. And it's just funny thinking that of everybody, you would expect and justify Shoko to like, you know, cry or like have an emotional response when thinking about him. Mm-hmm. But even she has like this kind of joyous reminiscence about him, right. even to the end. You know,
1: yeah, like the memory of him is is so like, like pure almost, like yeah. so happy that even in even knowing that he passed away, he mm-hmm. is able to bring a smile to them, you know, to those people. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a powerful, I guess, you know, not really a message, but image right, um, of a person and what a person can do to mm-hmm. impact others, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, and too, just like, just being able to like nail doing that, like doing it well and right. having that feeling, like to hit the mark, just feels like, like the whole we just feels like such a nuanced thing. Like, it's really attracting a feeling yeah. to get out of the audience audience than anything else and it's a very hard feeling i feel like to yeah
1: to bring out of like emotions to bring out of people yeah yeah but it does it really well yeah
0: so I, I was like kind of when i realized that i was like i feel like that's why the is so great because it just does something so hard so well but also like super relatable like everybody kind of you know has good feelings when they kind of reminisce about this and it puts you kind of like in that place you know it feels just like a world lived in, really. Like it does feel kind of brought to life. Any favorite favorite scenes, favorite moments? Should we talk about the awkward moments?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we could talk about the awkward moments.
0: They're great. They make the movie. It's the backbone of the film. For sure.
1: It's. I think it's. It's like. It's the when you put together these different characters. I think that's when the awkward. Thing, awkward like feeling kind of comes out yeah um especially when you have like like let's say for example like the at the driver's uh when they're at the drive driver's ed school mm-hmm. and like he's just standing there with the girl the other girl
0: oh on the double date when yeah they before the...
1: they're waiting for kato and um shoko to come uh-huh. and the girl and and he's just standing there right and like say. Hello, awkward at that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is like the masterful scene of awkward. Right. And then she
1: she's like, oh, like, w- who is Kato? Like, can you tell me more about yeah, she, Kato? It, well,
0: it's funny that like, they're like standing there super awkward. And like, she's generous, genuinely like, the fuck am I doing here? Like, all she cares about is <laughs> yeah, getting with Kato. Yeah. Right? And he's just like, Yokomichi's like being Yokomichi Yoku yeah. in the moment. And he's And then, like, they talk about, like, small talk in university. He's like, I do samba and stuff. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's just, like, how he's standing, right? (laughs) It's just so weird. The body
0: language is on point. So great. Yeah, and then she, like, genuinely asks the question, like, like, what is Kapto like? Like, what's his personality? Uh Because she doesn't know. Like, she likes him but doesn't know anything. She's, like, asking for a wingman in this moment. And his responses is, like, you know, he's, like,
1: He asks questions, and I answer them, and I ask questions, and he answers them. That's literally what he says. It's just like
0: the most ordinary, like, non-helpful response.
1: The most (laughs) non-response that you can give. That's why I'm saying, like, he's not a normal dude. That's not the normal,
0: like, answer you would give to that question. His answer for Kato was, he's just the normal guy.
1: Like, you would say, oh, he's a nice guy or like, oh, like, yeah. you know, Kato is like this kind of person. But right, right. he just goes like, he's he like, answers
0: Ni. my questions he <laughs> answers answer his questions. You know, for instance, like, <laughs> if I ask him something, he answers. And uh, <laughs> she's just like, right. <laughs> right. And you can, like, feel the relief. When Kato shows up. Like, yeah, or like, like oh, Yonosuke is like, God. oh my God. Like, he like, makes a big deal out of yeah. it. He's like, I've been waiting for you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything about it is great. And then Shoko shows up, like, cuts the through <laughs> people. Yeah. Like, in has his back alley and then comes out with the driver. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. This is like royalty here. What's going on? Oh man. There's so many. I've got like a bunch written down. Like, even like from the beginning, like, Kuromochi is like super weird. Mm. Like he makes that situation. And then, like, when he meets Aksu, and they're like like, talking. eyelash thing? Yeah, and he, like, keeps staring at her. He's like, nope. Nope.
1: Oh, (laughs) you mean, um, Yonosuke? Yeah, and And they're sitting down.
0: And then, like, yeah, further when they meet, and then he, like, basically bashes. See, like, that's one moment where it's like, oh, this guy.
1: Scott game, right? Like <laughs> when he talks about the eyelashes and he he's like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. like stylish. Your eyelashes are stylish. Hey, and man, then we go to the fuck. That was hella smooth. And then later on, at the when they're like looking for the different clubs, and then uh, Kuromichi comes and he totally like <laughs> does not read the room.
0: It's <laughs> the worst And yo. just definitely like just kills her, her like confidence. He makes her cry and she rips off the eyelashes yeah. like in the scene. It's probably one of my favorite shots like when they pull back and she's like crying and it's and the super samba awkward. everywhere and the samba comes in and starts dancing and she like rages in front of them and then they all join the samba <laughs> and then club they join the samba club uh what always hurt me was um when he meets Yui and it's like clearly he's got game and you're like oh this is the love interest like you know mm. like it's so like that's the love interest right, right right and then it goes into the later scene in the, <laughs> and then the, in the other g-
1: and his <laughs> friends get, and his friend gets laid <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's like you just stole his girl yo you like yeah ugh.
1: That, no that's a good good uh, little twist there too yeah 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 where like you kind of create that that setup for yeah. a, like you know like yeah. romance and then kind of twist that twist it and flip that. it upside down
0: but also like speaks to like you know his guy's character because he's it's like an airhead. Like he's not like playing game in that moment. Because yeah. like he's like in support of mm-hmm. um Kudomochi yeah. of like getting with her. And so like after all that, you're like, oh, he's just like he's just being himself. Like he just yeah. doesn't have a realization.
1: He, he doesn't have a like a motive. That like, there was no like yeah. motive for him to like try to get with her. Or anything. Right. It's just that's just who he who yeah. he is. You know.
0: Like clearly she had a liking to him. To like like she like went with him uh-huh. to check out the clubs yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. you know like it was like there but in his mind it was just like oh i just made a new friend yeah exactly
1: <laughs> like, it, it yeah. kind of speaks to his innocence i guess Yeah. because like <laughs> another funny part is uh when uh, shoko comes to the gets invited to his house right uh-huh. and like you know <laughs> the mom is like acting all nice to her and mm. and uh, <laughs> and yonosuke just laying on the floor oh, yeah. and the dad comes in and he like keeps gesturing to him, like, he, like makes the belly. Round. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and Jonas doesn't understand for like for like a few seconds, and, and then he finally gets it. And he's like, and then Dad's, like happy and just starts like, yeah, he's like, "There's no bread in the oven."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah, like
1: that. That kind of like also speaks to like his innocence too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Jonas is just like, I don't even know how I got it to this like point.
0: <laughs> it takes like ten seconds for him to kind of comprehend. Yeah. you know. He doesn't understand. I didn't
1: understand what he was doing at first. You didn't know? No, I didn't. I was like, why why does he keep doing that? Why is that so weird? And then like. Pregnant. And then I finally, oh, I was like, oh, I see. I see.
0: (laughs) The mom's like, oh, that's nice. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's just like him and Shoko, like Shoko is just such the perfect character for him. Yeah. And even, I mean, most of like a lot of times it's. I mean, Shuka clearly interested in him, but Yokomichi is being the that he is. Yeah, like isn't taking like the relationship seriously or isn't. I think he work?
1: never really thought of it as a as a like a romantic relationship in the beginning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he genuinely did not like <laughs> care for that. Yeah, because um, the there was like Chiharu, which was really the main. Chiharu, thing. yeah, and like is, like even in when they're eating the burger, which is like I think I think if we're talking about favorite scenes, I think that's probably my favorite scene. Oh, okay scene when like they first meet and they go to that and it's almost like american or like mexican like just Some, like yeah hot like a it's like a, know, a fake fa- diner like kind of fake thing. american diner <laughs> and like they go they go eat but like they're separated so yeah like uh only shoko and and you know just get together and, uh. and like he just like starts talking about like you know just whatever like, he's basically just be- being a conversationalist like for yeah. her right and she just, like, starts bursting out laughing. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, why is this girl so loud? Like, <laughs> like even in that, like, chill, he's super like, normal. And that scene, Like, she's the weird and one. He, and, and he's not really, like, trying to get with her or anything either. He's just, like, like... Just trying, just trying to, make, to talk conversation. Yeah, make conversation. And she's very, like, you know, into yeah. it, so...
0: Or, like, you know, he's like, oh, like, what's your name? And he's like, like Yoko Michi And she laughs out loud because yeah. his name is... We were talking about this all fair, like... A running gag with Yunosuke is that Yokomichi Yunosuke is, like, a funny name in Japanese, yeah. I guess. Like, they keep saying... like, like they, a comedian's name or something Right. Like that. Yeah, like, something about it. So, I guess, like, in English, I know, we're talking, like, maybe, like, if Dick or Dixon was, like, your last name. Mm, like, yeah. just kind of, like, funny in that ha ha he way. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, like, she, like, laughs out hysterically after, like, that name. He's, like, it's not that
1: funny. And like, then, yeah. like, she starts talking about, like, her dad and how... Yeah. She, his dad, her dad is, like, feels, feels, like.
0: Yeah, it's super sketchy, by the way. Yeah. He, he like, does, puts landfill, like, in in the the ocean. ocean. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, such a brushed-off little fact. But, like, when I watch this again, I go, your dad's, like kind of corrupt as fuck for and, real. <laughs> and
1: yonosuke is just like oh yeah i hope he doesn't bury me bury bodies she starts like laughing like crazy finds it hilarious. yeah <laughs> he's
0: just like wasn't like all that funny uh, yeah like uh, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be that funny yeah, it was like a throwaway and she joke. starts like choking <laughs> and then she has the knife and he's like put the knife down <laughs> yeah like, you're getting a little too excited then. so like
1: like that in in that sense like he, he's like the normal one exactly though. yeah like compared to shoko I feel like he's more
0: normal. A hundred percent, Shoko is like the extreme side of what you know. would be, yeah. So, but like, it's charming to her. Like, it's a little. It, like I it's mean, a, they're both yeah.
1: charming when they're together. you Yeah, know?
0: yeah. Such a great, such a great duo. Mm. Nice little mix.
1: I loved I it when uh, he finally confesses to her in in her house. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and she she at first she doesn't know what to do, and she starts just rolling into the curtains. <laughs> Can you step becomes, away for a minute? She becomes one with the curtains. And then the and then the uh, the waitress or whatever house it is. The housemaid, yeah. House made, yeah. She just, <laughs> she's just staring.
0: <laughs> like eyeballing the two of them. That's
1: scary, uh, dude.
0: My favorite is definitely when they're in the hospital. And so like... So they go off like winter... Like this is after Christmas. Yeah. After New Year's basically like... Yokomichi I think goes back home for a bit. And then um, Shoko goes skiing in like the mountains or whatever and it's like they come back and Shoko has injured her leg and Yoginosuke is just finding out so he rushes to the hospital and her leg is in a cast and he like unloads like how important that she is to her and like he'd be the first one to know if I got injured. Yeah. And it's kind of like a realization of like the importance of the relationship, how dear they are. And then Shoko's like, can we drop basically the formality of our names yeah. just call each other by our first names and then, like they keep saying it like over and over yeah. like all sweet and dear and the housemaids in the back like crying crying to hell like, dude,
1: oh, like, I, I honestly thought that was like kind of cringe <laughs> <by> the, <laughs> it, the continuous like ta- like saying the name and stuff i'm like dude
0: oh, stop man. it <laughs> stop it's this like, it's such a fine line. Like ah. the housemaid crying makes it comedian enough to withstand, but at the same time, you're like ah. I was like, "Ah, let's
1: not do this fifty times. The first two times are fine.
0: <laughs> they hold that straw long. Yeah, they hold that one good. Uh, I'm trying to think. What like what was my favorite scene? Uh, I think my favorite aqua moment is probably the double date with him and the girl. Like it's just really, yeah, really funny. Um, love the housekeeper. Oh, I really liked when he... So he's, like, a photographer now. Or he he just gets the photo, and he goes to visit Kuromochi, like, after he moves into the apartment. And then it finds out that um, Aksu is going through labor. Yeah. And it's just that whole scene of him, like escorting her down the stairs yeah. and he's like, You know what i Like go upstairs and get my house slippers. And he like throws it throw from out. the top balcony at him.
1: <laughs> when he was getting those slippers, I was like, he better not throw those. <laughs> and he does.
0: He does. I was like, Yep, he did. he's uh, just like freaking out. That's so many so many little great things. Right, Yonosuke collapsing in the parade when he's yeah, like yeah. in Kato's apartment. He's like, Apparently, I told him to go on without me. can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh man. Definitely an interesting dude. Definitely interesting. And then,
1: you know what I thought was really weird? The moment when like, Yonosuke is on the beach with Shoko at, at night mm. and oh. the refugees start coming in. Yeah. I was like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a little random.
1: That's so random. Yeah, it's so weird.
0: Yeah, it's like a big deal, but then not like a big deal. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And like, because of that, after all that, like, they kind of separate for a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I think Ah. that's my
0: biggest gripe with the film. Yeah. Like, it, I guess it kind of gets a pass, but like, I was always thinking, I was like, maybe that's probably the only gripe that I have. Mm. is, I feel like they had to, even story wise, because they wrapped up. Chihadu's thing yeah after like even by that time it was kind of non-relevant anymore but then like you know that the progression is really going towards shoko and yunosuke and after they come back after the refugee incident like you said they have like time away
1: but it's like it was more like because they felt like it was awkward yeah with each other but then they act like completely normal as soon as like yeah, yeah the samba scene where he's like on the stage doing the samba exactly. and she just comes out of noise, she's like "Yay!" yeah yeah it's like so and what happened to all the awkwardness you know like
0: yeah they kind of she explains it like i don't know like a lot has happened and it just kind of felt awkward approaching you yeah. and it was the same for him like it feels like i don't know like it doesn't feel super justified yeah, but at the same like, time like okay
1: you know? Yeah, it's just like, it's whatever, but it's kind of weird, you know? Like, it's a yeah, like yeah. weird, like, progression of the story, I feel like. Exactly.
0: Especially, like, it's really just because, like, you know, she just came from the home. Like, we spent so much time with him, with her going back to his hometown in Nagasaki. Like, yeah. there's such a huge development there. And then it's, like, talk to of, the curb. Yeah. And then we revisit it in weird terms. Yeah. So.
1: It's just, like, how forward she is that... Like, you know how her personality is, like, she's just very forward with things, right? right? It's, like, if she's like that all the time, why wasn't she like that for that, like, short moment of time, right? Right. Just like, it's just kind of, like, out of her character, kind of, almost. Sure. I mean, I understand, like, before that, like, they were doing, like, he was trying to kiss her and stuff. <laughs> and that was, like, you know, basically yeah, yeah. failed. But, like, even even after that, when they meet again and, like... They keep on like hugging each other. Like, she keeps on hugging him actually, really awkwardly. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then all of that starts happening. So, like, she's still aggressive there. So, I don't understand why. Like,
0: that's the thing too. Like, they come back home after that incident Mm -hmm. and they like embrace and like things are kind of happening. Yeah. But then things just kind of stop abruptly. Yeah. I would understand if like the refugee incident happened. And then, then they got separated because, like, the police situation yeah. and things were awkward after that. And they didn't meet until the concert. But it's the fact that they did meet in his apartment again. Yeah, And they yeah, found yeah. out that the baby was okay. Yeah. So it, was, it just kind of, like, reestablished, like, oh, now their relationship is... Back together. Yeah, and then... or at least closer than ever in some sense. But then they just kind of literally disappear and come back, like... I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So...
1: Yeah, I just thought that was kind of weird. I mean, it doesn't really affect the story in the big scheme of things, I don't think, but it's just like, what?
0: Seamless-wise, it's not as seamless, right? But it's fine. I guess they walk that line. I do, like, I think overall my favorite scene is probably at the twist when you find out that Yunosuke is dead. Just because, like, just the um, contrast between, like, going to, like... It's funny that all the... Uh, present day scenes are super like melancholic mm-hmm. like there's such a tone shift from the movie itself right. and then you like go to Chiharu and you find out like oh she's radio blah 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 and then you find out that he dies and the next scene is like him in the laundromat rehearsing his somber dance routine Yeah. and then cuts to the somber routine like it just goes to such a Yonosuke moment you know right. like it's so contrasted from like and for me like I was like a gut punch Oh, that that sucks.
1: Well it's funny because like the the past feels like a parody of love life. mm. Like it doesn't feel like real life. Whereas the present like scenes kind of feel like oh they're actually in real life. You know what I mean? Like the way the tone of it and how people act Mm. kinda feel more natural. Whereas like in the past it almost feels like a parody. Right. Like the characters feel a lot more like 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 they did and yeah, like yeah. you know like out there whereas like in the future people are very yeah. more grounded almost
0: <laughs> well that's to say like I think which kind of works yeah. I was gonna say I think that supports just like the nostalgia factor because mm. like it's embellished yeah. right like the past is just embellished in that yeah. way you know
1: like the only character that really almost maintains that is is Shoko in yeah. the present where like she's with that kid like eating dinner yeah, or whatever yeah. um well not dinner like lunch or something, something. and like, talk she... about
0: a character change by the way Oh, uh, shoko <laughs> i was like is this the same girl <laughs>
1: no i liked it because it, it kind of shows her matured yeah, right? yeah like yeah. It, even like her visually mm. looked a lot more mature you know what i mean yeah which is good in terms of like the story wise and stuff so
0: strangely like Putting back her hair made her seem ten years older. Yeah, that's <laughs> so like, weird. It right? was strange, right? Yeah, she like, looks
1: so much older for some
0: reason. You like watching her in like the past and like the eighties in the movie. She's got to be like twenty one, uh, and then you go to the present. She looks thirty. Yeah. <laughs> it is so weird. But just like the way she carries herself, and, like, like she's she got super... a tan and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just like hella mature now. Uh, <laughs> super neat. But yeah, like that, like
1: that lunch scene kind of shows that she almost carries a bit of um, yonosuke with her you know right yeah like the way that she kind of teaches the little girl how to eat the mm. the sandwich and stuff like that which is like an oh. homage to the how, first date uh, yeah the first date and you know stuff like that
0: so my theory is that the girl that she eats dinner with is the baby that they s- saved one of the refugees baby
1: yeah i was thinking that the the mother right
0: the mother well, the mother was, like, also there. Yeah, exactly. Purchases. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I was like, it only makes sense. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Who else would these people be? Exactly. Because for, for the longest time, I was like, who the fuck is she eating? <laughs> like, I mean,
1: uh, I think the mother is the same person, though.
0: No? Um, I don't know. I didn't... I never really get... On good, the beach? Yeah, but I never really get a good look of her no. on the beach.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just assumed it was, but maybe not.
0: I'd have to, like, double look. But it's the only plausible.
1: No, well, it, well, really it, it ties neatly into the story. 100%, like. Yeah,
0: if it's not, you made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that that was an easy one. We can't do the work for you. <laughs> Just gonna theorize there. Just gonna theorize there. Um, but yeah, in your scene, in your favorite scene of the dinner, like Shoko's laugh is so iconic.
1: Oh yeah, everyone like looks at her. <laughs>
0: like, who is this girl? Uh anything else? Anything
1: we gotta talk about Christmas, man.
0: We oh, do, don't we? <laughs>
1: or we gotta talk about the holiday spirit in this one. <laughs> you talk about it because uh you need to make the case right here. So look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so look. I
1: think it's time for you to make the case.
0: Well no, like um it's so like after it's so like kind of the point that I said before, it's like the second half of the movie is like all with Shoko and Yunosuke. Mm. And then they get together. I think it's like right after they like confess in the apartment. And then it time skips to Christmas. Yeah. And then um, basically they spend Christmas in this tiny little studio apartment together. Mm. And it's like festive, man. You know, that's a typical Japanese Christmas right there. (laughs) There was fried chicken and all. (laughs) Fried chicken. There was fried chicken. There was cake. There was party hats. There was snow. There was snow. It was super moody, like it was, and super they kissed like, in the snow. And they kissed, and it was like the blossom of their romance. Uh-huh. And they had a good time, and it just kind of like embellishing that moment. Mm. I don't know if he had a tree in his apartment or not. Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't think so. So I think that's the only part that I might have felt in. But mm-hmm. it's all cool. But there was New Year's right after. You don't that. need a tree though. That
1: wasn't that wasn't part of her specification. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll thing. take it. You're
0: gonna support my claim. It was snow.
1: You needed snow. You, needed you needed, snow. There was you hella snow. It had to be at nighttime. That was one thing. And it, it was, was at night. night. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's
0: right. And yeah. it was at night. It was.
1: It had to be like a cold winter night.
0: It was. I don't know. Well, it just started snowing, so maybe. Well, it, it still like, counts because you know?
1: it. You assume it's cold if it's yeah. snowing. She
0: went skiing, so it, was, it had to be like yeah, yeah. hella cold, you know. And yeah, you know it was, Christmas it was a romantic spirit. Christmas spirit. They they said happy they said Merry Christmas <laughs> and Happy New Year, right? They popped the little confetti. Like it was all there. Like they had that scene just for me. Just for me to do <laughs> Dude, it on yes, this series. They, 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 they threw that in there just for that.
1: Dude, I I was looking, I was like, This uh, seems like it has nothing to do with the Christmas spirit or <laughs> holiday spirit. And then I, I get to that scene I'm like, Oh, I see why he picked this
0: movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. The tie in. You know, it had it you know, maybe short lived, sure, but it was all there in the moment.
1: And they had family too, I guess. You know it, you know, skiz
0: family. Lots of family. Even Shoko's mm-hmm. Shoko's family. Sketchy family. <laughs> yeah, there was lots you of Yeah, the mom and the dad are so weird. I love the cameo by the dad, by the way. He's cameo. so great. Yeah. He's, like, really famous. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh He's, he's definitely, like, the typical kind, of like, Stern. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It's pretty nice to see him in there.
1: Yeah. It was good. It was a good scene.
0: But, yeah, you know, love, friendship, like, all the heartwarming themes that you want, mm. they're in this movie. Like, you got it. <laughs> you know? You even got, like, the melancholy. You got, like, a little bit of sadness in there. Like, mm. You know? I don't know about the Christmas miracle, but uh, it's whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, goody uh Yeah, I mean, what do you think the most festive? Like, I think the most festive movie that we saw Christmas-wise is it actually the one we don't like the most? Yeah, is <laughs> it, is. <laughs> is it all women all began with you. Damn,
1: no, it is actually. Damn. And then I would say Tokyo Ga- oh, Yeah, Godfather. Then Tokyo Godfather Second.
0: next. Yeah.
1: I think this is last
0: technically. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's cool. It's on the list though. So that's Merry
1: Christmas, Mr. Moe. It's third, um, but uh, story wise, I actually really enjoyed this. Um, I think I think I put it like either one or two. Bam! And then
0: drops the mic.
1: Mr. Moe probably would be three. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, we talked about this last episode, right? I think so.
1: Did we? Well, oh, we didn't watch this one yet, so we didn't have a oh, we didn't yeah. have a full
0: list. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely number one, obviously. Um, I'll
1: put it number two then.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's number two on the list.
1: <laughs> no, nah, but jokes aside, I actually really enjoyed it. It was a, a nice, yeah. it was a fresh uh, movie. Mm. I think in terms of the content of it and the story and
0: it's so feel good, like yeah I liked
1: yeah, things. I really like the fact that it's not like dwelling on the sadness of somebody's death, but yeah. dwelling on like who the person was and like, you know, the impact that the person had and the positive impact that they had and mm-hmm. reminiscing about like the mom like talks about it in the letter yeah. when she writes to Shoko. Where she's like, Oh, I hope that, you know, whenever you're free, you can come back down um, to my house and we can, talk you when it. you can visit and we can talk about, you know, all the good uh, memories that we had about Yonosuke. And I think that's really the thesis of this movie, right? 100%. Like all the good memories of a person that you loved yeah. and reminiscing about it and kind of celebrating it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think like the, if there was a line that would sum up this movie, is, when we skip to Kato's current self and he's like laughing like hysterically by himself in the Mm. balcony and like I guess his current boyfriend comes out and he's like like what are you laughing about and he talks about he's like oh I remembered about this guy named Inosuke and he says that um he's like oh you actually never met him he's like I guess I feel kind of lucky in that way yeah you know and I think like that line really kind of is like what the movie like knowing Inosuke like just his character is so flamboyant like so impactful that you kind of feel lucky to know his story Mm. and like you'd also just like the impact of just remembering him brings kato so out of character like he's uh, such a cool like collected and even like his boyfriend's like this is so unlike you yeah you know so that's it's kind of a good scene that really encompasses the film Mm. um i will say I, i have a note here i forgot there's one there's another gripe that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a translation issue to okay. me, I think. So when in the last scene when he's saying cause is going off to France and she departs her on the bus and then Shoka's like, I'm gonna say goodbye to you because I'm bad at goodbyes, and she comes out of the window and she says, uh, you know what's Daisuke? and the translation is you're cool or something like that, that. I love you. It is more akin to that, maybe not like like a pure I love you would be like, I, I, do. Uh, um, I like you. It's, it's kind of like, not necessarily like, I think you're cool in a friendly way, more like a romantic way for sure. Mm. Like it has a, a romantic, um, like background to the word. Like it would be kind of like, I like you more so. Mm. If they just fucking translate it, it's just like, I love you. Like it would have sold it as like what the proper, but them mm. saying, the problem is like them saying, like you're cool. Just dumbs down like the impact of that line and in, in that <laughs> scene. Like that's the last thing that uh, we see her say to him yeah. before she goes, and that's what you give us. Like it's, it's so wrong. Yeah. Man. It is so wrong. So every time I watch it, I get pissed. I'm like, we should know, just get um, make the new subtitles for it. I should just.
1: You gotta get past the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
0: But yeah, yeah, that, that's probably the most unjustified fans of it ever seen. Mm, I see. It's unbelievable. I see. How dare you? Dump <laughs> down. Yeah. And the
1: notes. and the whole ending scene, ending sequence was really good too. Yeah. Where it really it connects all the photos that we've seen um uh, when, when Choku is looking at it in the mm-hmm. present. And like as the ending credits start coming in, like uh, yeah. you see that all the different shots that he took. Yeah. On as that, that day as it happens and it all connects.
0: Super well done. Like, such a nice rap. Mm. The movie, for sure. Yeah. It's so free. Like, him running, and then kind of cut in, like, in motion, just kind of really speaks volumes.
1: Yeah. But you you wonder, like, what happened to their relationship. Because he, he dies when he's 35, so. Yeah. Something was about to happen uh, <laughs> between hey, that time.
0: Yeah, they definitely were not together. I mean, well, she's, like, you know, traveling the world and stuff. Just, I got no time for you, bro. Maybe. I got to go to Africa. Exactly.
1: Something happened in France. I (laughs) guess. Sure.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, it's just, I mean, you could just probably assume like it's just a natural grow up. Like a lot of the movie is, like they're young. Like, you know, they're very kind of inexperienced and grow up. I, what I, the funniest thing is, I mean, Kuromochi is like arc in Aksu. Mm. Like when you first meet Kuromochi, so after they meet in the, um, in the, uh, what's, what's that called? graduation and the orientation orientation yeah and then he catches him outside like, when yeah. they're walking out and they're talking about like oh like what are you studying like oh is this your first apply he's like no i applied to uh Wasudu. he's like oh i did too but i didn't get in so i'm here and he's like oh, but i'm gonna reapply and he's like yeah. we can't decide our lives like here like we have so much mm. <laughs> and like he ends up like having to stop his life because yeah. he becomes a dad there's another
1: interesting art because like in the present he has a daughter, right? And then mm-hmm. and then he goes to, like, one of the... I think it's, like, a it's gas station or something like or that. A car and wash. Car wash, yeah. And then the guy, like, there's a guy there, like, a young kid. Yeah. And, he like, he starts talking to that guy, the kid, and telling him, like, hey, I know, like, you, yeah. you're you dating my girl. <laughs> like, you know, my girl, <laughs> but... He's, like, a dropout high school student. Yeah. You can't decide your life, like, right now <laughs> and here. And it's, it's kind like, of... The mirror, yeah, the mirroring of its own
0: life, yeah. Ah, oh, pretty smart, pretty nice. It's a neat little, it's a neat little tidbit. Mm. But yeah, I thought that was right. Baby, yeah,
1: the baby, Oh, baby,
0: cute little tomoyo, tomoyo, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely a movie that I always go back to, and I just—it's so funny. Like I was sitting there watching it, and so my kind of new like reflection in this film was i know the scenes that i'm gonna laugh at when they come like i like i like i know by pinpoint Mm -hmm. and i still laugh like it's still funny kind of each time in delivery Mm -hmm. and i think it's just like those moments like all the little awkward moments like it's really down to the performance that sells this movie it just makes it so well because it's like you said it's in one sense this movie could have gotten really bad and like trying to be comedy if they were like in slapstick but it's in the other sense it's just in character like that is just who he is and that's what plays the interaction that plays the awkwardness that plays it to be funny because it's not intentionally comedy it's just in character so it's just like the details matter basically it's kind of like just the little details the little mannerisms really work so well in this movie
1: yep
0: so but yeah, um,
1: yeah. So have that guy for the new Cowboy Bebop.
0: Can we go quote out for for Spike Beagle? Live action, please. Please. We're gonna. We should talk about that. Are we gonna? That's gonna be a. Oh no. We're gonna. Do, we're gonna little heads up. You know. You should. Oh, sign no. up for Patreon because I think that's gonna happen. I'm gonna make them do it. Oh no. We're gonna. We're gonna title it the collapse of oh, Bebop because you know no. that show got canceled, right? Yeah, I heard. Netflix canceled that thing real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we should, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get around to that. Perhaps. We'll get around to that. Anyways. But anyways, I think this is a pretty good series. These are pretty, good. pretty interesting films, right?
1: What is our next? It's
0: uh, a good question. We're going to go series. on hiatus a little bit. We're going to reunite in the new year. Yeah. Expect some things in the new year. Mm. We're gonna have some nice surprises. Yes, it's gonna be a great year for us. I hopefully, I'm hopefully
1: if things come together, <laughs> uh,
0: they will come together. Yeah, they will come together.
1: It's been a busy month. <laughs> so yeah, the holiday time has yeah, the been holiday there. has been very busy. But
0: but post holiday, we'll get our gears, we'll get our ducks in order again.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> starting New Year.
0: Nice and fresh. But yeah, I mean we were talking, we were thinking, you know, this is uh like I said, we're on a two year anniversary. We kicked off this series with a juno uh what is it? A, a, a retrospective retrospective. <laughs> That's the English word. Yes. English is my first language, guys, I swear. <laughs> I swear.
1: It's not my first language. <laughs> I think So I would. get a pass. <laughs>
0: No, you don't. You're lying. <laughs> don't lie to them.
1: I know speak <laughs> English. Um.
0: Uh, so yeah. So maybe we'll do another retrospective for the new year. Yes. Yeah, Our off.
1: annual retrospective. Our,
0: apparently, it's a thing now.
1: It's <laughs> been a thing. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I guess we'll time it that way. Yeah. But um. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I've been. You know, I kind of said I'm gonna throw the name um, uh, Park Jong wook out there. We we did JSA, and um, really, there's just other four other films. If we do that,
1: we can do four. Yeah, we can do four. Seems like a good. We one. did six for a cure, right? <sighs> Probably. Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs> that was kind of just a good like. Oh, it's so funny because we were talking that like, I don't remember it being that long. Yeah, but like six episodes is a lot. That is a lot. That's six weeks. Yeah, dude. that's like it's basically two months. Just.
1: It's good. It's good
0: it was good I mean all those movies were nice yeah but it's a lot of time spent yep thing. so 4 doesn't seem bad well you know there's um there's a Vengeance trilogy so there's uh Old Boy uh, Symphony for Mr. Vengeance and then uh Lady Vengeance and then The Handmaiden and that'll be the 4 that'll be the 4 cause we did Snorepiercer too that's Bong joon no, oh that is Bong <laughs> <laughs>
1: you getting things mixed up bro
0: did he produce it Producer. Oh, I, he
1: actually did, I think. Oh, Pak wook Yeah. I think he did.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that seems like a good four. I'm excited. I've always, I definitely wanted to do those. It's actually been a while since I've seen any four of those films.
1: Really? It's, yeah, I haven't seen Old Boy in so long.
0: Oh, yeah, I haven't seen.
1: Yeah, that's been years since I went. It'd be fun. it will be fun to rewatch be it. it. Cool. Yeah.
0: 'Cause Because I only seen Symphony for Vengeance w- one time, and I only seen Lady Vengeance one time. Hmm. I've seen The Handmaiden. Didn't movie. you say you watched it in black and white? I did, yeah. There's So there's two versions. So there's one that's, I guess, like the regular theatrical that's yeah. all color. But there's like a special version that is in black and white. But it slowly comes into color as yeah. the movie progresses. I
1: and think they played that at, um, at, I think, Um, in the New York uh, Film Festival. I think they had mm. it at one point.
0: And so you saw, did you see... Lady Adventures?
1: I did. Not not the black and not white the one. Black
0: one. It's funny because I, I saw it and then like, I didn't know that that was not the normal version. So I just thought that that's how it was done. And, I don't know, I feel like everybody's got to watch it in that now. Mm. It's, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I don't only watch it in that version because it is, I, it is I mean, definitely the newer version. So, yeah, it'd be fun to see.
0: It's pretty neat. Um, It lends a lot to the story. Because I didn't watch it that way. So, yeah, it lends a lot to the story. Like, it made sense. Like, like that's why I didn't question it. Mm. I was like, oh, that definitely works for just how the movie goes on. I will say it's probably my least favorite of, the, <laughs> of like all four. But Did you
1: watch all of them? You watched Handmaiden too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I have probably seen Handmaiden the most, actually. Mm. Um, but it has been like I've taken a break from it. I like I saw it when it came out and then I saw it a couple times after <laughs> that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to go back to that movie. Yeah. But whew, get ready for that series. That'll be a nice, violent, very, very gritty series. That'd be cool. Yep. But yeah, thanks again, everybody, for a great year. Thank you. Thanks to you, Lee, for Thank a great you guys. year. Like I said, expect some things for 2022. We're going to go in strong. We're going to go in proud. Yep. Everybody take a knee. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, happy holidays happy holidays happy new year give us a follow on Patreon we're gonna have some episodes on there coming up maybe some other things as mentioned more hopefully we'll have some other exciting things you can follow us on Instagram Twitter at getting past subtitles and past subtitles and also on YouTube make sure you stay tuned for that at getting past subtitles everybody see you next year Peace. Bye.